I did set out to, uh, you know, change the way America poops, but that's just, <laughs> kind <of what's, laughs> that's just kind of what's happening. I think the biggest struggle was, was, um, um, you know, nailing down the message and navig navigating the topic of toilet posture and squatting. Um, it's a fine line between funny and gross and, um, and also, you know, um, being accepted incredible. So you want to make it funny, but you don't want to be incredible, you know, un discredited for, for, for who you are. So we've been able to navigate that by bringing doctors and, and getting actual, um, you know, not endorsements, but recommendations from hospitals and doctors and medical professionals on the product. And in the same breath, being able to do it with humor. <laughs> so that was trucky though, but, nav but, but getting, nailing down that message was really, really hard. And we had, um, you know, we had a, we had some, um, the first five, six months were really awkward and it, you know, but, but once we got that message nailed and, um, you know, people, it definitely people resonated with people and people started converting. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to growth everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Hey everyone, just a quick heads up that we're giving away a ebook called 29 Growth Hacking Quick Wins. We co-authored this book with Matan Griffel of One Month, and it'll give you a solid base on where you can create growth ideas from. So all you need to do is text QUICK TIPS to 33444. That's the word QUICK, Q-U-I-C-K, and TIPS, T-I-P-S as in sugar, to 33444, and you get instant access. All right, everybody. Today, I have a very exciting guest for you all. This is Bobby Edwards, who's the CEO of Squatty Potty, which is the toilet stool that helps you poop better. Now, you all might remember Squatty Potty from Shark Tank, and they're the guys that secured an investment from Lori Grenier, and they've seen some wild success in the last year, so I thought I'd bring them on. Bobby, how are you doing today? Hey, Eric. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So Squatty Potty, I don't know, you know, <laughs> you mean Squatty Potty or me personally? <laughs> you personally, and then let's talk about Squatty Potty. Sure. So, you know, I'm definitely an entrepreneur. Uh, my job before this was a contractor. And before that, I designed websites for Fox Television. So I've been all over the map. So I don't have any uh, real formal training on anything other than I just wanted to work for myself and create something that could sustain me and my family. So, um, you know, uh, I did set out to, uh, you know, change the way America poops, but that's just, <laughs> kind of what's, that's just kind of what's happening. <laughs> Got it. And, and so how did you come about the idea? Were you just like sitting on the toilet one day and you just started, like, I don't understand. Tell, tell, tell us the story behind it. Yeah, no. So, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention and my mother was constipated. And, um, she, uh, was pretty, you know, we we're, we're close. We talk about it and she had been told by a therapist to, 
um, elevate her feet. And, and she explained the anatomy of squatting and, and what, why it's superior to sitting. And so, you know, my mother started using a stool, like a step stool to help her go. And it worked great. It was, it was, it worked, it helped her, but it wasn't perfect, right? There were some problems. Where do you put the stool? It wasn't the right height. It wasn't the right width. It wasn't made specifically to put the human body into a squat position around the toilet. So essentially we improved upon the stool stool and made it perfect for pooping. <laughs> so that's, you know, we got, that's where we got the idea. It was, you know, it, we had, there was a problem and the problem is, is that we're pooping wrong and the solution is to squat, but we can't necessarily do that with our Western toilets. So we created a solution that allows you to achieve the health benefits of squatting and not have to get rid of your toilet. Got it. So can you tell us a little more about the business in terms of numbers, uh, revenues, customers? Yeah. So, you know, we, I'll just give you a, a kind of a history. So we started in 2011, um, about five years ago and, uh, in our, in our home, just basically making stools for friends and family. My mom, it was kind of her, her enterprise at first. She, uh, started giving them away as gifts and, and presents and then what happened is kind of word spread, you know, it actually worked. And so people were calling her and, and uh, you know, inquiring about the, uh, the poop stool and they know somebody const- who's constipated. So business kind of picked up, you know, it became, it became brisk. And that's kind of when I came into it. Um, she, you know, I could, she, she could see the, uh, the impact that it was having and how it was helping people. And I could see the novelty behind the product, right? It's kind of funny. Um, you're squatting to poop. That's hilarious. People like to talk about this. This is an interesting, interesting subject and nobody's, nobody's been talking about it. And if it really works, we're into something here. So we kind of explored the idea of creating a business around the squatty potty and uh, we decided just to throw up a you know a website. I had had some experience in creating websites, and you know in that first year we sold about a million squatty a million dollars in squatty potties. Wow. So it took off pretty quickly. <laughs> um, and then you know over the over the uh, you know we we, we grew about two hundred percent a year, uh, you know, and until two thousand fifteen, and then in two thousand fifteen we created a viral video. Uh, the pooping unicorn that really took us to the next level as far as retail interest and global interest and website sales. And, you know, um, in 2015, we sold almost $20 million in squatty bodies. Wow. Wow. That is fantastic. So let me, let me just understand this a little better. You guys started in 2011, you know, first year was mostly, uh, you started out with friends and family and then you put the website up and then started generating sales there. Now, yeah. In terms so, of the traffic you got for the website, you know, where was it? Was it paid traffic? Was it organic? What happened there exactly? No, it's all organic. We 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 have a we have about five thousand dollar a month um, traffic. You know, e commerce. Uh, I I should say that it's changed now. Obviously, we've grown to a different level. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. first five years, we were we weren't paying more than five ten you know five thousand dollars a month for any of our advertising online. That was mostly driven by earned media. And, um, and, and word of mouth. Um, you know, we had some good luck. We got on Dr. Oz right away. Howard Stern talking about, started talking about it. Celebrities started talking about it. And so we got some, 
you know, we did get a lot of, uh, of uh, earned media pretty, pretty easily. That's kind of changed, right? We're becoming more of a, 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 a you know, a bigger brand and, and we've, you know, our, our budget has changed. Our needs have changed. So, um, but it was, um, you know, it was, it was mostly done with, you know, building a website that, and, and finding words that people were searching for and, and, and doing and building a content rich site. What are people searching for exactly? I mean, my my background is there. There's an internet marketing background, so you know, do I search for how how to poop better? What, what do I what do I search for? Uh huh. Yeah. So a lot of people were talking about the squatting concept, particularly like in the paleo world, and in uh, you know, um, alternative health world. Um, I should also mention that first year I I built. You know, we this is when we used to build them out of wood. We built about a hundred squatty potties and I sent them out to, to any blogger with an audience really got a squatty potty, anyone that I could reach, ah, and that there would you ex- go. anyone I could reach and that would accept my gifts. So I just started sending them to alternative health bloggers, paleo bloggers, um, you know, health bloggers, mommy bloggers, because it really does help during pregnancy. And, you know, they started writing about it. They, that's really, you know, they, they liked it. It was unique. They'd never heard of such a thing. They tried it. They liked it. And it was kind of, you know, it's an interesting topic. And that's really, you know, it, that's really what has sustained us is, is just really the story of you're pooping wrong. You don't know it. And you could be uh, getting a lot of help if you just change your posture. Interesting. So scientific question here. If I use, if, if I don't have a squatty potty and then let, let's say I switch to a squatty potty, what percentage points, uh, what percent improvement am I getting from my pooping? So with everyone, it's different, right? So for some people, it's life-changing. My mother, who was chronically constipated, had been trying all sorts of different things. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're toilet bound and you're, and you're, and you can't fully eliminate, there's a lot of health problems that can come from it. But we receive emails every day from people that has totally changed their life. Me, on the other hand, I'm a healthy male. I'm 40 years old, but you know, it's the it, it's it's really nice to have a good healthy bowel movement. A good poo feels really good. I agree. <laughs> and um, you know, the squatty potty helps. It really does. I, I I'm you know I'm I I I'm grateful that I have my squatty potty a lot because it's it really just it makes it comes out better. It feels better. It's more complete. You're not you're not walking around with you know. Um, that kind of bloated feeling all day. And, and anyway, it's, it's, I would say, depending on the person, let's just say we have a very low return rate. And most people really like the squatty potty. What is, okay, what's the average return rate? I guess this is really broad, but what's the average return rate for e-commerce and a typical e-commerce product versus you guys? What's your return rate? You know, I'm, that's interesting. I don't know what the average return rate. Ours is under 3%. Ours is about 2 it depending it depends on what time of year it is too. Around Christmas, it does get bumped a little bit, but it's um, it's about uh, about two percent. Okay, and I, I think the number that I have sitting in my head right now is is typically it's it's around five percent. So you guys are well under that. Yeah. Um, so you guys sold twenty million dollars worth in twenty fifteen, right? Uh, how much does a product cost? Twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. Okay. Yeah. So you guys sold eight hundred thousand units. Would that be accurate? Uh, you know, we sold over nine. Um, uh, we sold we sold over nine hundred and fifty thousand units. We almost reached a million, 
But so, so a lot of those dollars are, that's revenue. Mm -hmm. So that's not retail dollars, right? So, uh, online, you know, we're about 50% online and 50% in retail. So, you know, that was our revenue. That wasn't, uh, how many, you know, we sold probably more retail value than, than that, but that's, okay. Okay. So that was our revenue. When you guys got on, what's the lift you guys got after, after Shark Tank? So what's the before and after right around that period? Yeah. So, um, you know, Shark Tank, the timing was right. It was right before Christmas that it aired, but we, um, we, our, our revenue, you know, we saw about a 400% increase in revenue over the same period the previous year. Okay. Okay. And what was the journey to actually get onto Shark Tank? Because people, a lot of people are probably wondering, you know, they, 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 they want to, you know, get in front of 7 million eyes. How did you go about getting on that, on Shark Tank? Yeah, so um, we auditioned, or we we uh, we sent in a audition tape, uh, just like everyone else. Um, we got a call back, um, and we got kind of walked through the whole process with a producer. They she was really interested in the product, so it's just it was a submitted through just like anyone else. You know, interesting enough though, the first year they didn't accept us. We got clear to the very end, and she called me and she goes, "I got bad news." There's a producer that doesn't like the doesn't want the product on you know the, the 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 network. It's an ABC Family show. He doesn't like the the topic. Doesn't think it's a doesn't think it's a fit. Um, sorry. So that was in you know 2014 um, or 2013. But in 2014, she called back and said, you know that 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 executive producer is gone. Let's try again, and we got through that year. So essentially, the first year we auditioned, the second year we made, we just we got we kind of got they reached back to us and said, "Now's the time." So the timing wasn't right the first year. So you know, I just would like to say sometimes just try, try again. If you didn't make it the one year, try again. Persistence, persistence, yeah. Okay, well. Tell us a little bit about about the experience. You know, oftentimes I know my understanding is is Shark Tank. You know, you they only give you a couple of minutes, maybe ten minutes or so. But what does the entire process look like? I mean, when you're on stage, you know, how long are you on there? What does that feel like? Sure. So you, everyone's gets the same pitch. Everyone gets about a minute pitch, and that's all rehearsed and and scripted, right? So you give your pitch, and from that moment after your pitch is through and if you're you know if you're lucky you'll get some interest then it then it's all just up to the sharks to kind of ask the questions and um get and make their evaluation there so um it, you can be in the tank from anywhere from you know as, as short as like two minutes because if they don't like it they'll just tell you right away it's not you know I, i'm out i'm out i'm out i've seen people i've seen deals end within you know within a few minutes um, so you're actually when other people are pitching, are you in the are you backstage? Actually, you're able to watch. No, but I've just seen on television. Okay, right? okay. I mean, I've, I've, I've and I've heard of stories of of of, of things going very you know south very quickly. Yep. Um, but so with most people though, there'll be a lot of question and answer, and that can take anywhere from thirty minutes to forty five minutes to over an hour. We were in there about an hour, and you know that's all added down to the time it takes to 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 create your segment. But, um, so you, you know, you're, 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 you, you, you potentially, you give your scripted script and then they start talking and asking questions. So you have to know numbers, you have to know valuations, you have to know, 
you know, you have to be able to negotiate right there because that's all real. Um, the negotiation and up to the handshake is, is, you know, um, is real. And that's, but then, but then after the show, after the airing, you, you're essentially in a handshake deal and they've got to do some due diligence, uh, betting and, and making sure that you, what you said was true. And if at that point it's all good, then you go into negotiation process where you actually may even sign on a different deal than what was uh, spoken about in the show. Got it. Okay. And just refresh all of our memories. I mean, you know, how, what, what was the general shark's reaction? You know, how, how many people wanted to get in on it? Uh, eventually? Yeah. So, uh, Kevin O'Leary came out with the first offer. Um, he, we had valued our, uh, business at about 7 million. We had done seven, we were, we were set to do $7 million that year. So we, we figured that would be a conservative valuation for a product like ours, mm -hmm. which it was. Um, and so he came in with, um, I believe it was, um, you know, uh, we were we were asking seven hundred seven million for ten percent. He came in at three hundred fifty thousand for ten percent. I'm sorry, you you meant you you were coming in uh seven hundred k for ten percent yeah. for seven million. Yeah. Okay, Got sorry, seven hundred k for ten percent. Uh, he came at three fifty k for ten percent. Um, and then Lori, uh, the other the other sharks really weren't. They were kind of interested in the topic, but they weren't interested in making a deal. So it was between Lori and, and Kevin. And um, we went back and forth. I didn't want to give up the the shares for so cheaply because mm -hmm. um, I knew what we were doing and I knew that it was more valuable than that. But you have to take into account also that you're getting the, the value of going on the show is worth millions in itself, really, in publicity. In fact, I saw a study where, you know, it could be worth one to two million just going on the show. And if you make a deal, it's anywhere from three to 11 million. You know, it can, it can, it can change the, it can be, it's very valuable. And particularly to get a deal is very valuable. So we wanted a deal. So I agreed to Lori's 10% at 350K. That's interesting because I mean, what you're coming in at, you know, the 700K for 10%, it's, it's totally fair because you're actually going to do 7 million that year. So what was their justification for 350 for 10%? Is it because of the value that they'll bring? Again, I wanted a deal because I, I knew and I had done some research in that it is more value. It is you there, there's continued value being a member of the Shark Tank team mm -hmm. and having a celebrity on your essentially as an equity holder, right? So uh, the, the publicity, the, the ongoing publicity, the opportunities for, um, you know, morning shows and television shows and, and just having a shark on your team is really valuable. Also, the, um, so the, 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 not only the opportunities for, um, for publicity, but opportunities for retail um, become, incre you know, increased because retailers love shark tank products especially if they're doing if they're successful like we have been you know they they that just it makes the, the, the whole buying process uh with the buyer go that much more smoothly makes sense, makes sense. okay okay so the product is 25 dollars. how much does it cost you to make um you know it's pretty much a, you can see online it's about five dollars for us to make we make them in the united states got it Okay, great. Just wanted the audience to get some clarification around that. So now I want to get into the, the exciting, or what really excited me was the unicorn pooping. Uh, so the YouTube video. Can you tell us the story around that? 
Yeah. So, you know, we had some success from Shark Tank and you, you're always looking to grow and build and reach new audiences. And um, I don't know, you know, it, but creating a viral video quote is not, is there's no secret sauce. There's no, you know, I, how do you create a viral video? It's like directing lightning to strike in a certain spot. You really, it's hard to do, right? So we had been pitched the idea from a from an ad for, from an ad company about the unicorn video, and we initially really weren't that excited about it. Um, I was more curious about it because I thought, you know, what is this going to? How do we? You know, we built a brand that people trust and like, and what is this unicorn going to do to our credibility? But I was curious because it was kind of funny, and I I'm a you know I understand the novelty of our product, and I appreciate that and I know that that's been a big driver for our sales and um, so we decided to explore it and then they came to us with the script on the unicorn and we we all my family my mom my parents everyone involved in the company just really fell in love with the whole idea after hearing the script and uh, so we decided to go ahead with it it was a big gamble you know it's it's hundreds of thousands of dollars to make to, to, to produce and then um, you know um, after you put it on, you know, to really make some money, you really need to uh, also turn that into an ad spend with the video. So that's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big um, investment and a risk, but luckily we were able to get it to go viral and um, it really paid off. My understanding when you guys were doing the video and you brought it to Lori, she was, she was against it, right? Yes, she well. She, so initially, yes. So she didn't. She didn't think that the timing was right. Um, but as soon as we showed her, you know. So we, but we we, we went ahead and did it anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but as soon as we showed her what we were doing and where we were, she really liked it. Got it. Okay. So the video cost a few hundred thousand dollars to to make. What did you guys do in terms of distribution? So we put it on, uh, you know, YouTube and Facebook is where we placed it. They're two separate platforms, and they work both behave differently. Um, you, Facebook immediately, almost immediately, went viral. Um, it got over thirty million shares within about, you know, five days. And these are through the ad platforms or just social posts, regular? It's just through through viral sharing. Okay. Um, so very, we put we did put a little bit of an ad spend. I, I can't tell you exactly how much it was. It was it was penny. I mean, it was really literally a couple, a few thousand dollars. And it went viral from that. Then, it, you know, as soon as it starts to drop is when you start putting money back into the spend and, and, and trying to keep it floating through the holiday season. And uh, YouTube had some virility. Um, so uh, the first few days it was slow, so we pumped a little money into the ad spend. And then it went it went viral on YouTube, more, more so internationally. Um, and now we, you know, now we continue to spend on YouTube for, um, to keep it, to keep it going, but everything's tracked, right? You know exactly how much you're spending all the, every cell through our website is traced back to, to where they came from. If it's a YouTube uh, view, so you you don't ever spend more than you're going to make. And it's, it's actually a wonderful, it's amazing. It's a marketer's dream because you can just track RIO almost directly, ROI directly. Yeah, YouTube has been. I mean, I can definitely vouch for that. YouTube's been great for for our clients, and I, I mean, I'm just surprised. You know, not not a lot more people are on it, so it's not super saturated. Yeah, I'm always telling more people to get on it because the views are super cheap, first of all, um, and you can you can get sales directly from it. So um, that's great. Now, 
what can you tell us a little more about or actually i want to switch gears really quick what's one big struggle you faced while growing the business um the i think the biggest struggle was was um um you know nailing down the message and navig navigating the topic of toilet posture and squatting um it's a fine line between funny and gross and um and also you know um being accepted and credible so you want to make it funny but you don't want to be you know un discredited for 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 who you are so we've been able to navigate that by bringing doctors and, and getting actual, um, you know, not endorsements, but recommendations from hospitals and doctors and medical professionals on the product. And in the same breath, being able to do it with humor. <laughs> so that was trucky, though. But, nav but, but getting nailing down that message was really, really hard. And we had, um, you know, we had, a, we had some... Um, the first five, six months were really awkward and it, you know, but, but once we got that message nailed and, um, you know, people, it definitely people resonated with people and people started converting. When you say the first few months were awkward, can you give me, give some examples around that? What do you mean by that? Oh, you know, you'd have to see some of our, um, our graphic, work and design work that was that was done in the beginning it, <laughs> you know it just wasn't it wasn't you know we were trying to go too healthy um and then or too you know too clinical uh we were thinking of gonna we were gonna call it like health step or you know um it was just coming into that it was getting finding our groove of being a product that was both novel and healthy and um not being gross or, or, or too, too, you know, or too dry as well. So that's, <laughs> you, gotta, you have to find that fine line of being, you know, you can't be totally dry talking about it because it's really, really funny. I mean, everyone's, I know everyone's, ex you, the experience of squatty potty is similar to a lot of people. They hear about it from a friend and they're like, oh, well, you should see their unicorn video or you should see what it is. You're actually supposed to be squatting to poop. Did you know that? And they're like, this is crazy. Like, why, you know, why haven't we heard this? And no, it's not true. Or it is, you know, then you start getting the philosophy of, oh, I believe it. Or I don't believe it. And then people try it and they like it. And then, you know, it's like, then they start talking about it over dinner. <laughs> that is wonderful. Um, I've actually picked up a few. So <laughs> and, and I'm about to yeah. give some away. Um, but anyway, that's a separate subject. But my, my key takeaway here is, is, you know, sometimes even nailing down the messaging is super hard. You talk about four to five months and, you know, getting the unicorn video, which to me is genius messaging, because first of all, it's funny and it educates people at the same time. That's extremely yeah. hard to do. And that took a few years to do. Right. So again, that comes down years, to persistence. Yeah, yeah no, it, it is. Um, you, it, 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 it still will evolve. I mean, what's, you know, what are we going to do next? You know? Um, yeah. What is next? Can you tell us a little bit about what is next for you guys? Yeah. So, you know, we have other products in the pipeline that create a better bathroom experience, making one more comfortable, making somebody, you know, everything from, you know, the way the bathroom smells to the way that it, it feels to the way, you know, you know, cleaning yourself, 
all these great products that, that aren't mainstream are available and we're going to be releasing them and, and in the similar fashion, creating a video, uh, driving sales and awareness. And, re, you know, we, we now have retailers that want more from us. They, you know, we're the number one item at Bed Bath in our, in our category. Wow. They want more product. Um, so it's just about creating the better bathroom experience. And I think Squatty Potty is going to be, you know, really the, um, uh, the brand that's all about better bathroom experience. I love it. So you guys, you know, video has kicked a lot of butt for you guys. You guys have done PR in the past. That's work. What's, you know, what else is working for you in terms of customer acquisition today? Um, Facebook and, and, and YouTube. Um, right now that's probably our number one. That's where most of our money's going to. Uh, another one that's working is radio, believe it or not. It really, um, specifically XM a Sirius XM radio. Um, it's that you're able to get the buy for cheap. Uh, they've got a lot of listeners and they're a captive audience in the radio. So radio, see, we've tried television. Television doesn't, didn't work for us. Um, we've tried banner ads. They worked for a minute, but now it's just, it became too noisy and we, we decided to stop doing that. So um, radio, YouTube, Facebook, also uh, um influencer marketing through bloggers and um, YouTube personalities, those types of things are working for us. Interesting. So YouTube personalities, how do you go about finding the right personalities to help promote your product? Uh, they're, 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 they all have, most of them have agents. So you have to go, you go through their agent. A lot of them will work independently. You just have to hit them up and say, I've got this product. Um, we've been lucky because ours is kind of a, like I said, there's the novelty to it. So they can create a funny video around our product that, you know, a product that doesn't look like it's a product placement. It looks like they're genuinely talking about our squatty potty, which most of them are. Most of them really like it and they like our video. So it just gives them fodder to talk about. And uh, so it's worked for us, particularly with the people. So what I'll do generally is I'll, I'll send them the product and and make sure they try it. And and because and, I don't want a dis in genuine, you know, a, a, a read that's not genuine. So um, either reaching out directly to them or through their um, through their agent. There's also like there's a company called Plaid Social uh, that that represents a lot of the YouTube stars and and personalities. For anywhere from you know thirty thousand followers to several million, they've got a they've got a roster of them all there. Interesting. So could you give us a ballpark range of you know what you would typically spend to work with an influencer? So it depends on their reach and what you do, but I would say somebody with you know a large uh, personality. I don't know Roman Atwood. We just bought or we just we just worked with him, and uh, it was I think he's got a few million, and it was about twenty thousand dollars to do a to do a placement with him. Okay, not bad. All right. Yeah. Great, great information. You know, we'll drop that. Uh, we'll drop that, especially uh, Plaid Social. We'll drop that in the show notes as well. So I want to sure. talk about you personally. Switching gears again, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your 25-year-old self? Right. Um, so, I don't know. I don't want to sound too cliche, but, you know, I, I think the biggest mistakes came from me searching for a savior outside of, of myself. I mean, it's good to get advice, and it's good to go and do your due diligence and, and, and find and, and, you know, educate yourself. But you're not going to find anyone that's going to do it better than you. Don't give up your power to somebody else who says they're gonna they can do this or do that. 
because I've paid big money for people like that. And they're, ne they're never have the same um, passion for your product as you do. And you really follow your instinct. You know, my, my, my problem was I just kept second guessing our, myself that I, that it could be done better or quicker, but that's not the case. It was always, uh, I, I would, if I would have originally stuck with my original ideas, we would have gotten a lot, uh, gotten, um, gotten to where we are a lot quicker. So, <laughs> and I don't think it's cliche at all, but you know, when you're, are you talking about the context of starting something out or scaling a company? Because I think, you know, when you're scaling a company, obviously you're trying to take things off your plate. So are you, you're referring to the startup period, right? I'm in the startup period. Yeah. So, you know, there's all these, there's a lot of stuff out there where people are like, Oh, we'll take my course and um, I'll teach you how to direct response at the, you know, the crap out of a product. And it's only $15,000 and you'll learn a lot. Well, I'd go there and I would learn what I already knew or just, you know, I was just like always disappointed in those, in those, uh, courses. And I'd hire somebody who would take it to market for me and they didn't, it didn't work. So it ended up coming back to me to make it happen. Got it. It's all on you to make it happen at the end of the day, yes. everyone. Yes. <laughs> all right. So Bobby, how do you structure your day? Oh, it's all over. So, um, uh, wake up, exercise, <laughs> and then I go to work and it's email. You know, my main, my main focus is driving, uh, media and interest in, in our, in our co company and product. So we get, we get a lot of press inquiries. Um, but it's also, uh, it's also, um, I, I do everything really. I, I do. I handle sales. I handle contacts with with buyers. I, I, I deal with Bed Bath directly, and so I'm, I'm I'm talking to the buyer, you know, constantly every day. Um, it's just there's not really a structure. I go I go through my email. I go through my to do list, and then I go home. <laughs> Sounds like a strong day. So when you say you wake up, what time? When you wake up early, what time do you wake up at? Oh, it's not early. I'm not an early riser. I get up at like, you know, 7.30. Okay, 7.30. I'm, I'm in the office at 9 o'clock. Got it. So between 7.30, I exercise, shower, and then, then, I, then I come to the office. And then it's email and phone call. It's just working. The, it's working it. I just work it. That's what I do. I <laughs> just work it. I love it. Uh, what's one productivity hack you can share with everyone? Unroll me. Uh, the unsubscribe tool. <laughs> yes. Right. Great, great tool. Uh, there's actually, you know, I, I was actually looking at Product Hunt yes, uh, yesterday, and there's something called Truebill now, which will uh, unsubscribe you from subscriptions. It'll show you what you're subscribed to. So that's another, I, I think that's very similar to Unroll Me, because a lot of times we just forget yeah. what we're subscribed to. Um, so Unroll Me is great for getting rid of emails, and then uh, Truebill uh, is great for getting rid of stuff that you actually pay for. Yeah. Um, the other thing that has become extremely, that I, that I, okay, so this is one I just discovered. I've written a, um, boilerplate response to um, salespeople. <laughs> Tell us more. Is, um, so it essentially says, this is what we're doing. This is who we're using to do it. Thank you for reaching out, but we're not interested. <laughs> ah, okay. And what tool do you use for, for that? Nothing. I just, I just cut and paste it into the, into the email and respond. So this way I'm not like ignoring people. I respond, uh -huh. but it just is very clear that we're happy with, with our current uh, provider. So you have like a notepad that you're just cut and pasting from? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, and it saves a lot of time because I I I, I used to 
I used to either ignore them, but they're persistent, right? Salespeople are very persistent. Or and it takes up a lot of your time, a lot of your time. Like especially when you're, you know, when you're the chief cook and bottle washer and doing all the marketing, all the publicity. Um, you know, there's a lot of e-commerce solutions out there. They know who we are. We were in the radar, and they're constantly reaching out. And my inbox, and I, and if you ignore them, they don't just go away. They reach back and reach back. So I, I find that with this new uh, response, that's just a boilerplate response that I crafted. It said, "Thank you, but no thanks." It's I've saved literally hours a day. Is that all it says? Thanks, but no thanks. Essentially, but no, it tells you. It tells them why what we're doing, so it doesn't just say because they'll they'll come back with, "Well, are you doing this? Are you doing that?" You know, it, it it tells them exactly what we're doing in that in that area. You know, and that we're fine. And and then if they need any, if they have any further questions, they can reach out to our agents on record, like the people that we're actually using for to, for this solution. Interesting. So it's like okay. Uh, Thanks, but no thanks. Here's what we're working on, bullet points. And then if you need to talk to whatever, here's the contact information. Yes. Got it. Okay. There, there, uh, do you use a Mac or a PC? I use a, a Mac. Okay. There's, uh, there's a tool out there called Text Expander where you can put in all your templates and you can just press like two keys each time and literally like all the stuff that you have to save over and over, boom, you can just pump it out like that. You don't even need to have a notepad, copy and paste. Save you a few steps. What is that? It's called Text Expander. Text expander. Okay, I'm good. I'm 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 doing that. Cool. Yeah. No. No. It will save you a ton of time. It's it's a it's a miracle. I mean, because not only do you need to talk to salespeople all the time, but then there's going to be like marketing people reaching out. Then there's going to be like PR people like all over the place. Yes. Um, okay. No. It, it takes up hours of your day when you get to this to a certain level, and even before now, even just starting out, you know. And I didn't want to miss the important ones, right? I was like, what do they have to offer? What do they have to offer? Are we missing something? And then I, I really, it really just got to be ridiculous. Right. So I, I don't have time. I got to get, I have to get stuff done. Um, I don't have time to respond to all these people. So that's that text expander. I'll, I'm, I just Googled that and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll drop the notes. I'll, I'll tell you after this, uh, right after we finish. But um, I mean, Bobby, this has been fantastic. What's the best way for, for people to find you online? Um, you know, Squatty Potty, uh, so I'm on, I'm not on LinkedIn. Uh, my Facebook is Bobby Edwards, Squatty Potty. You can find me anywhere like that. Got it. All right. Well, everyone, this is Bobby Edwards and Squatty Potty. Make sure you check it out. Buy one for yourself and buy one for your mother. It's great stuff. Thanks again, Bobby. All right. Hey, thanks, Eric. Hey everyone, just a quick heads up that we're giving away a ebook called 29 Growth Hacking Quick Wins. We co-authored this book with Matan Griffel of One Month, and it'll give you a solid base on where you can create growth ideas from. So all you need to do is text QUICK TIPS to 33444. That's the word QUICK, Q-U-I-C-K, and TIPS, T-I-P-S as in sugar, to 33444, and you get instant access. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.